Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and this is the seventh week after Pentecost. This week, we will focus our attention on the Gospel reading for the coming week, a reading in which Jesus teaches his disciples that life is more than acquiring an abundance of possessions. Our theme for this week is Jesus' disciples invest in God's kingdom. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, Let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Luke chapter 12, verse 15. And Jesus said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. We can see greed more easily in others than we can recognize it in ourselves. That is probably because we notice greed when it either takes or denies us something that we think might be ours or should be ours. The man who asked Jesus to tell his brother to divide his inheritance with him would most likely point an accusing finger at his brother, saying something like, My brother's greed is denying me what is rightfully mine. Why else would he ask Jesus to arbitrate? Jesus, however, turns our gaze away from our siblings and has us take a look at what is going on inside of us. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, Jesus says. Why? Because there is nothing life-giving in accumulating in an abundance of money or possessions. We know, of course, this kind of thing firsthand. Most of us not only have more than we need, but actually more than we really want. And that has created quite a bit of demand for organizing masters, people such as Marie Kondo. Kondo's method of decluttering our lives asks us to go through our belongings by category, and then get rid of those items that no longer speak to us, no longer bring us joy. After all, joy is most likely what we sought when we went out to acquire those possessions. 
If it no longer serves its purpose for us in our life, then we should let it go. But this method also reveals that most of our possessions will not bring us lasting joy. And our quest for joy in possessions is actually a form of greed that leaves us empty at the end, even when we're full. Perhaps this is part of what Jesus is teaching here. One's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. One's life is not made up by possession. But, and we are not defined or identified by an abundance of possessions. But our life consists of something else, something that really does bring us joy and that gives us life and sustains our life. So then what makes a life then if not our possessions? Well, perhaps we could look at Jesus to find the answer. And not just look at Jesus' words in the Bible, but maybe, maybe the way he lives his life. We are given no reason to believe from anything that we read in the Gospels that Jesus actually owns anything, except his clothes. And maybe that's why the Gospels include all those details about the soldiers taking and dividing his clothing. On the cross, Jesus no longer then has anything of his own, and even the little that he has has been taken from him. Yet, Jesus keeps the company of disciples and friends, as well as a sense of purpose and mission. He enjoys the hospitality of those who welcomed him, and he seems to be sustained, at least in one way or another, with daily bread for which he both asks and thanks his Heavenly Father. And even more important than all of this, Jesus enjoys a close relationship with the Heavenly Father that is sustained in prayer and through God's Word, and in worship and in praise. Those gifts give and sustain life, and they bring Jesus a great deal of joy. Jesus' life is all about God's kingdom, and enjoying the fellowship with the Heavenly Father and with his neighbors in that kingdom. And that in and of itself, that sharing of all things, is the exact opposite of greed. And that is why seeking God's kingdom and God's righteousness are of first importance. Because when we are welcomed into God's kingdom, then we will know what the purpose and place of all our money and possessions are. And it is not in holding on tightly to them or acquiring or bringing them to ourselves, but it is in sharing. In Christ, we are changed from people who acquire and collect and own money, goods, knowledge, experiences, whatever, to become people who give and receive with generous and open hearts. Share in the life that comes from fellowship with the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit, in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. 
This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for those who live in neighborhoods stricken by gun violence, for those who work to bring about peace and international harmony and create healthier, stronger relationships within communities, for the sick, for the dying, for the mourning, and for all who tend and care for them, and for those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else do we ask our Lord today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through this night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Honor the afflicted. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.